Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Please enjoy this feature presentation of the Crooked River Radio Network. This program is rated for all audiences. Buckeye Time is sponsored by CrookedRiverRadio.com. Crooked River Radio is an internet radio station that is live 24-7 playing rock and adult contemporary top 40 hits from the 60s through the 90s. You can find us on Live 365, Simple Radio, Roku, Radio Garden and even Alexa as well as our website. Come on and join us on the Crooked River. Welcome to Buckeye Time. All Ohio all the time. Sports and intelligent conversation. Here's your hosts Eric Nainarone and Pat Morrow. Hello and welcome to Buckeye Time. I'm Eric. I'm Pat. And tonight we have a special guest, Beth Roos. Beth? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You guys are so much fun. This will be a fun, a fun time for all. Yeah, that's what I'm she. Re- that's what she <laughs> says cautiously. <laughs> I'm really excited about tonight's show. So, um, before we get to the main part of the show, I want to just do a quick uh, promo, which, well, a couple quick promos, which will actually lead us into the topic for tonight. So, um, you can always check us out on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, um, why am I drawing a blank? Spotify, Amazon Music, um... And even Alexa. Yeah. That's the one I always forget when I do promos for this. You just tell Alexa to play Buckeye Time podcast, and she will. Um... And... And, of course, my Alexa in the room decides to start talking. <laughs> um... But, um... Also, uh, on Sunday mornings, uh, from 11 to noon, um, on Crooked River Radio, there is a podcast called Tales of the Lore Hunters, uh, hosted by Beth and Pat. Um, so... I'm just Starting here to off, provide entertainment. <laughs> Disney would be proud of us. <laughs> That's right. Yes. So, uh, starting off with uh, that, um, tell us about Tales of the Lore Hunters and maybe how it was born. Uh, well, uh, you know, I write books, and um, one of the, uh, well, not one of them. 
all of my books encompass Bigfoot and the Pukwanji and uh, different folklore, uh, like the Loch Ness Monster, which, by the way, we are doing this week. Uh, so um, Pat and I obviously went to school together. We, we know Did each we? other. And, Who are you? Yeah, we went to school together. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, um, God, that was a long time ago, wasn't it? <laughs> it feels like forever. <laughs> I saw somebody from 1972, Ellie, had a uh, uh, get-together, and I'm looking at those people, and I'm going, oh, my God, they're, they're old. <laughs> and then I thought, oh, my God, that's me. <laughs> so am I. I'm old. <laughs> So, uh, so uh, we, uh, because I write about um, the Galactic Federation and, uh, and different cryptoids, we decided to give it a whirl and see what, uh, what type of uh, viewership that we would get from that. And uh, so we covered things like Bigfoot and uh, Papuanji and uh, the, the funny Mermaid. Part, the funny part about that podcast is that we quit, uh, we did it for what, it was about six or eight months, wasn't it? Yes. Something like that. And um, I think there was maybe eight, six or eight episodes recorded. Um, really not a whole lot, but the strange part of it was the uh, people just kept listening to it. It was available on Spreaker, and um, the Spreaker downloads were beating anything that... Uh, we had there for a while on uh, that was being produced every week you know we were it was from, from what you've told me they were double and tripling That's some exactly of the stuff right. we had weekly beth, beth was the best download we had for quite a while and even now it's since it's returned uh the, the numbers are through the roof and all good the uh, <laughs> the best lots, part lots about it the best, one of the best parts about it is Apple Podcast is uh, is our biggest distributor there, and their uh, the, the numbers are are bigger there. There's them and the uh, um, Spotify, I think, are the two highest that we've got. And you know that's that's, that's saying something. There's a there's a niche for this. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> there that, is a definite niche for this. And Lots this, of people this is, interested in aliens and all kinds of things. And this is really why I just I thought I'd uh, talk to Beth about bringing it back when we did. And, and of course, she graciously agreed. Uh, one, uh, one of the things when it was unique that uh, uh, Pat called when he did is I've been, uh, my sister's been doing uh, a lot of ancestry. And um, one of my ancestors is uh, Daniel Boone. And he's, of course, in all of my books. But one thing I found out through the writings is that he killed a Bigfoot at one time. So a 10-foot giant. He called him a giant. He killed a giant that was 10-foot. And uh, he also ran into the Pukwanji, uh, which they're you know small. They're shapeshifters and they're tricksters. But he talks about, in his memoirs, the uh, the tricksters, they called them, and also uh, shooting a giant. And he told many, many people about the shooting of the giant. For those who don't know what shapeshifters are, can you explain what those are? A shapeshifter is, uh, well, like this is a, a cryptoid and it can shift its uh, uh, 
biomolecular uh, into another species. So he can ship, shift from a Pukwanji to anything, a bird, um, a werewolf, a, uh, a Bigfoot. He can uh, change his molecular makeup to shape shift into anything. And so, uh, and you'll hear a lot about shapeshifters on uh, Skinwalker Ranch, uh, that that's what they uh, are saying they're plagued by is a shapeshifter that came when the, uh, due to a curse on the Ute tribes there. That's, that's actually really cool. So, um, so let's get into the first uh, book trailer, which is called um, Jimmy Paul the Jimmy Paul the Pug Tooth Fairy. Yes, a children's book. So, uh, before we uh, get um, into the trailer. What was kind of the idea behind this book? Well, that's, that's a, <laughs> something always happens that spurs me. Uh, my dad was having teeth problems. Uh, he was like 82 at the time and he was going to go have them pulled. And he was telling me when I was visiting him and I said, oh, where's your tooth fairy pillow? So we can leave you money. And he laughed and he goes, yeah, that'd make a great book. And I, I sat back and I went, wait a minute, it really would, because he had a big thing for dogs. So um, uh, I thought, okay, Jimmy Paul, but, and my sister uh, uh, that lives in Houston is uh, with, a, she had all kinds of pugs. She helped with the pug rescue down there and all that. So it became Jimmy Paul, which was my dad's, he was James Paul, but everyone called him Jimmy. So Jimmy Paul, and then my sister's pugs, and Tooth Fairy. So Jimmy Paul the Pug Tooth Fairy was born. That, that's how. Hey, if a human can have um, a Tooth Fairy, let's so roll the uh, clip, Pat. Okay. <laughs> you okay, right, Eric? Yeah. Why? You uh, seem to be chopping up there a little bit. I think that's why the confusion. Anyway, we oh. will run the the uh, Pug Tooth Fairy. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll be back on the other side. You're listening and watching the Crooked River Radio Network and Buckeye Time. Hey, I heard old Grumpy Sarge lost a tooth this morning. And you know what that means? The Tooth Fairy! Oh, I have a plan. I've had a plan since Sarge lost his last tooth. He only has one more tooth left. Oh my gosh, he looks like my grandma. Ugh. There is a Tooth Fairy. Giles, do you see him? I see him. He is real. Come on, fess up. What's he talking about? You put together this whole plan to capture me, didn't you? Your ears go up, your tail starts wagging, your tongue comes out, your whole body's wagging, that's what it means to be a dog. Chasing cars, catch him if you're able, barking at the mailman, eating off the table, that's what it means to be a dog. <laughs> I I love it. Uh, the voices you hear. Uh, we we uh, I laid this uh, recorded this in uh, Nashville, and uh, some of my friends are Christian music I love artists. That dog. 
And uh, yeah, Giles, the singing bulldog is Ian Owens, who was with the Imperials. And now he's with uh, a group from Ohio called Sold Out. And uh, when he's here, I try to go see him. And uh, then he had uh, Jason Morales, uh, you know, big Christian artist. He was the, uh, the dog that looked like it had no hair except for on its head. And uh, so it was a lot of fun uh, recording it. Uh, it was, um, it has the Dove Seal uh, uh, family programming. So the Dove Seal is a, uh, an award you get by the Christian, you know, like um, it's equivalent to the Emmys and that only it's Christian. So it's a Dove Award. So uh, that has the Dove Award in the book. Wow. I do want to uh, quickly say hello to our friends out there listening on uh, on Twitter. Uh, Ellie and Gary, uh, guess who they are, Hi, Ellie. Beth? <laughs> Hi, Ellie. And I think we're impressing. From what I'm seeing, she she said we're impressing Gary's. Uh, oh, good for well, that. <laughs> I, I'm waiting to hear how she liked the cover of her book. Yeah, we'll see that in text here in a second, I'm sure. <laughs> Of it. And I, the one thing about that pug, I love that dog. I could watch that dog a hundred times and I get tired of it. <laughs> I, that, I hear that from that, everyone. That voice on that dog is probably the funniest thing I ever heard. Yeah, yeah, I hear that a lot. That uh, you know, how did you get him to sing? And the story behind that was, uh, he he was waiting for the um, the tech to get the soundboard all set up. And he was going through his lines. You know, he, he's a singing artist. That's what he does for a living. So he was singing his lines. And we were all standing there watching Ian. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He has got to sing all his lines. I'm not going to take this. is too wonderful. So I walked in the, inside the actual studio where he was recording. And I said, hey, Ian, um, house your lines they sound good to me and he goes yeah they're great i said good you're singing them just like you did uh while you're waiting on us and he goes oh you're kidding me i don't have music i said well you didn't need music a few minutes ago <laughs> so you don't need music now get, get after it there buddy and he did so um before we get into the next video or actually we're gonna get into the uh, red Pigwanji. so if you have that uh, picture Pat uh, in a minute uh, can you pull that up but the, uh, the picture the screenshot I sent you that's uh, the screenshot yeah I'm gonna have to look for that I got the I got the one picture yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. The okay. red penguin. The red penguin oh, picture. He called books. it Pinguanji. I'm like, what? <laughs> Eric, I, you're messing with me again. It's shaped, it's shaped, shaped into a penguin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. So, uh. Yeah, whatever. You know what I got to say about that, Eric? Hey. What? I think you have something on your tongue. Show it to me. 
I can't possibly look that fast. You gotta keep your mouth open. <laughs> Stop, I'm being serious. This could be dangerous. Sick? <laughs> no. Just stop. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> before we get into that, though, um, you worked for NASA for a bit. I did. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. What, um, what led you from NASA to writing books? Uh, well. Uh, <clears throat> Actually, I helped start the Polar Express program uh, for the Cauga Valley National Park with uh, Ranger Karen Kopchick. And uh, in tr helping train, I became known as Elf Sparkle. Um, you know, I have actually met Karen. I've actually met Karen. She actually did a, a presentation for my club here, uh, probably about 2019, I think, on, oh, wow. uh, on the uh, Polar Express and that. And uh, yeah. how it was, uh, how it ran right up pretty much to the uh, uh, pandemic and that. Right. And uh, well, her and another guy came in to do a talk. One of my um, my actual uh, trustees for my club is a conductor on that train. Oh, gosh, great. Well, I love the train. I love everything about the train. And so... Um, Karen says, you know what, you should write, you should do a film. And I was like, <laughs> I do anthropometrics, not, not video film. So, uh, so she goes, we'll write a book. And I was like, I can write a technical manual. Does that count? <laughs> it said, no. So uh, I, I wrote a book and um, she, she loved it. I thought it was needed because <laughs> it was my first book, my first try. And then she goes, I think you should make a film. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, I said, can I just do a proof of concept? And she goes, what's that? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I could tell you work for the government. So, um, <laughs> and the proof of concept is just, you know, where you do a, a small kind of sample, which I offshored to uh, India and used a bunch of neighbor kids. And we did like a little seven minute clip, kind of like uh, Jimmy Paul the Pug Tooth Fairy, only it wasn't uh, not even a quarter as good as that. So um, uh, everyone loved it at the park. And uh, then I went and had a, uh, had a real company produce it and went to Hollywood and uh, we used uh, Rob Schneider and uh, Catherine Hicks, the mom from Seventh Heaven, and uh, John Walmsley, Jason from the Waltons, and a bunch of people you would uh, that people would know. So uh, a lot of Hollywood people. Oh uh, wow, the, the mom from Seventh Heaven. Huh? I I used to love that show. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> that used well, to be like my favorite I show. Get, tell me all about what Rob Schneider was like normal guy, well, semi-normal, and uh, he he came in, and I was doing the SAG paperwork, and he came in, and he said, uh, he jumps on the couch, and he sits down and puts his arm around me, and he says, is this the director chair? <laughs> so I closed the folder, and I said, it sure is, get the SAG paperwork done, and call me when you're done, because <laughs> No, that's not what's supposed to happen on the director's couch. 
get out of here. <laughs> so he was, he was funny down to earth. Um, my favorite person there was, um, Rance Howard, Ron Howard's dad. He played Rudolph and he just was so humble and so wonderful. And our Santa was John Delancey, Q from Star Trek. That's my guy. Uh, That's my well, guy. You know, I, I, when I, when I started uh, looking for folks to be the voices, I looked for Ohio actors and believe it or not, um, Mr. Delancey went to Kent State University before he went to Juilliard. That's the one, so, Eric, that I was telling you played Q on uh, Star Trek. Okay. He also was yeah. a, a big soap opera star there for a while. Days of Our Lives. He no, he's, he's back on Picard's show on uh, Paramount. I see uh, he's in this this time, this time uh, season, the whole season. So on I where? haven't watched it, but on um, uh, Paramount streaming. What uh, what show though? Uh, it's called Picard. You know, like John. Oh, really? Picard. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he he does that, and um, yeah. Well, anyway, I won't say anything else about him. And then, yeah. <laughs> Just quickly, when we're done talking about this, uh, calling an audible, we're gonna roll the clip for Elf Sparkle, but um. We'll continue with what we're talking about. I just wanted to let Pat know so he could get ready right. to cue that up. Get it ready. So uh, there was the the folks were just lots of fun, and then of course we, uh, John Wamsley, uh, who was Jason and the Waltons, he wrote a lot of the original music that uh, is in uh, both Elf Sparkle films. Elf Sparkle meets Christmas the Horse, and Elf Sparkle in the Special Red Dress. He wrote a lot of the music. Um, so, and then we used a lot of Nashville talent like uh, uh, Lady Antebellum's mom, um, Linda, I forget what her last name is, but she has a, her own Emmy Award, or not Emmy, but, uh, boy, I can't remember. Huh? Something from the Country Music Awards for it. Uh, so, you know, it was a lot of fun putting it together. It was a lot of work because I was working a real full-time job yeah. at the same time I was doing this. So You know, something I think was... I've, I've never asked you, and I, mm -hmm. I've done quite a few shows with you. We have did, did the one-on-ones and all that. How did you actually get into the, the production of the uh, the movies and that? Well, And okay, did you always I'll think admit... you were going to be a book author? I never thought I was going to be a book author. Are you kidding me? I was told from a, a time I was a little kid that I would never amount to anything. So I, I, that was never in my vision. So I, I liked science. I liked math. That was my vision for my life. And how I got it was all Karen Kopchik who encouraged me to go for it. She said I was extremely talented in that area and could understand why I wasn't doing that. So, I mean, the break into Hollywood had to have been pretty rough, wasn't it? Not really. Yeah. I, you Did know, you it, just I go out there and say, here, here I am, let me start producing? No, I called an agent and the agent I just happened to get a hold of, it. you know, I believe in your footsteps are ordained, preordained. And I, my first call and my first agent 
was to John Provost's wife. She was an agent. I, I had no idea, you know, she didn't go by Provost. And even then, I don't think it would have dawned on to me, this is Timmy from the Lassie series. <laughs> so <laughs> she had a lot of the uh, folks that were, that were once A players and now probably C players, except for Delancey. And uh, then I gotta say, Delancey, uh, it, he, his, on his Facebook page, it's his phone number. <laughs> his <laughs> phone number. It's like, how dumb can you be? So I called it. I thought, what do I have to lose? He could just hang up on me. And so I called and I said, you know, I told him what I was doing. And I was from Ohio and we were going to be doing uh, a cartoon if you will, with the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. And I would like to talk to him to see if he'd be interested in Santa, since he has a beautiful baritone voice. So it wasn't even 20 minutes later, he called me back. He said wow. he was willing to do it for free since it was for the park. And then so I said, well, and I thought, well, what else do I have to lose? Well, who else do you know that might want to do it? <laughs> it's a I've had all kinds of people. So, um, I, again, I'm a big believer that your steps are preordained. And so I think I was destined to do it, you know, and I was there at the right place, right time, you know, and here I am. Did, did you want to write books as a kid or what was like your big dream of what you wanted to do when you were young, like a child? Well, I, I, I got to say, I really didn't have a dream. I was too busy doing chores. You know, we had horses and <laughs> stuff like that. And so I really never thought about what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I liked science. I knew I liked math, but I really didn't care. I just wanted to get out of the house and be mm -hmm. <laughs> on my own. And, you know, if I'm going to do chores, I want it to be for me, not for anybody else. Mm -hmm. So I guess I was kind of selfish. So what can I say? Hmm. So let's run the Elf Sparkle video. All right, we can Pat. do that. We'll be back on the other side. You're listening and watching the Crooked River Radio Network and Buckeye Time. I will reach the sky. You taught me to
I, I love that song. It is, it's so inspiring. And I, you know, I, I have to say, you know, I, I thought about uh, what you had asked and, uh, for me and, and Pat knows Mrs. Fiddler from, um, from Woodridge High School. She always encouraged me. She saw that art talent in me that I didn't think I, I have. I, and somewhere, I don't know where it is, uh, she helped me sculpt a, uh, a Native American uh, head for an art project to enter in an art contest. And, you know, I, I just, I always thought I was terrible at it, but she kept saying, no, no, you're good at it. You're good at it. And who knows, you know, it lay dormant for years and, you know, it was just a matter of getting the right people at the right time, the right place to make all of it come together, like, for instance, that song. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a Christian, and so I believe that um, uh, there's a reason for everything. And uh, there's lots of times, you know, it wasn't all fun and games. It was hard, and lots of times I wanted to give up. But occasionally, at the right time, I see that, that, that clip, and I hadn't seen it for probably two years and when you were playing it it was like yeah I can never give up so uh so here we are I'm never giving up I'm going to keep going and uh while the path is not easy in the end it it is worth it that's awesome uh I was gonna ask something and now I forgot so um <laughs> love when that happens but well, i usually get people ask me what's my favorite kids book i've i've written and uh, i would have to say toodles the pink poodle <laughs> it was about my uh, aunt Maisie, and it was my grandma mabel's brother's kid um but at any rate she was funny and she used to sing at nick anthony's in talmadge she would play that little ukulele and could not sing to save her life, but everybody thought it was funny. And it was fun. They would flock there to have her sing happy birthday on that ukulele. She was a prankster all in herself. So uh, I worked with, or well, I actually uh, chatted with Kathy, her daughter, uh, about her mom. And uh, we came up with Toodles the pink poodle. Everything's pink. Uh, that's awesome. How just all these books have a backstory. They do. Every single book has a, a absolutely has a backstory. And mostly, um, not the kids' books so much, but like my adult books was from something I saw maybe on YouTube or somewhere something I saw inspired me. Like for one of my adult books, I saw a beautiful pin, a steampunk pin um, that was a hornet. And it was a, it had a queen's crown on it. So I wrote about the hornet queen. And so, um, you know, it's just different things I see that, that inspires me. And, um, you know, I never know what it's gonna be, but my mind is always open. Look Tell us that. about, uh, I know all about your kids' books. Tell us more about your more adult-aimed books. Well, you know, I, I have, 
like 24 books. So um, uh. Uh, some of my books are with a publisher and others I self-published. So, uh, but uh, most of them, well, not most of them, all of them, uh, I've worked with uh, folks that I went to school with. So uh, if they're all uh, circled around the Galactic Federation and uh, Morgan King is the uh, president of the Galactic Federation. He was uh, ahead of me at Woodridge. Uh, and then also Bev Grissom, she uh, was in my class. Uh, she is, Dr. Motice, he's a, doc, a well-known doctor that has since passed away, but he was well-known in Calga Falls and, and loved by many. Um, and then um, Ellie metzer Karkel, um, who you hear Pat and I talk about. Uh, yes. She, she is uh, also on there. Um, she plays Morgan's uh, book wife. Oh, no, wait, not her. Why did I say that? She is the head of HR and plays Bernie Kozar's wife. The ambassador. Oh. He's an he is an ambassador for the Galactic Federation, and he is president elect uh, when Morgan retires. Uh, uh, Mr. Kozar will take his place, and that's who Ellie's married to. Uh, that's his his book wife. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and then Marsha Garbanzor is. Uh, Morgan's book wife and many who went to Woodridge knows uh, her dad, Mr. Garman. He was the principal at Woodridge Elementary or at that time it was Northampton Elementary. And she is the kindest, nicest person you'd ever want to meet. And both her and Bev live in Texas. And of course I lived in Texas. So it's like we all migrated to Texas and I migrated back, so. That's awesome. Um, but oh my gosh. favorite book I've got here, this is my favorite book that I've uh, written that I, well, I actually have two. I have one called Warrior Horse. Oh, you can't see it. That's flipped the wrong way. But Warrior Horse is about uh, a ranch and a ranch owner with a 12-year-old daughter that, uh, a 10-year-old daughter, I'm sorry. And, um, you know, they're trying to fight off the... U.S. government who's trying to take their land and mineral rights. So I love that book. The other book I like is um, is called Evie's Rescue. Uh, and that little girl on the front is Bev Grissom's granddaughter. <laughs> I borrowed her for this, but I love, I love this book. <laughs> um, she gets rescued from a great white shark and it's, it's uh, Morgan and his, his group rescues uh, little Evie, so, um, but I have others, like, uh, I love that, okay, let, here's the backstory of Bat Masterson, of course, there's Morgan King, and a Bat Masterson, uh, they time traveled back in time to uh, look for uh, people that could help protect the uh, galactic uh, executives, because they had a difficult time finding people that were honest and had integrity and wouldn't sell out to the bad guys. So they went back in time and they gathered Bat Masterson, Wyatt Earp, Doc Holliday, um, you know, the whole Peace League, Bill Tillman, Luke Short, Charlie Bassett. Uh, but um, so uh, they brought them forward in time and they started the Peace League 
and they're basically secret service. They are the secret service agents um, for the Galactic Federation. So uh, they had a lot to learn. They had to learn aliens, what they looked like. Of course, modern technology like lasers and that. So uh, those coming forward had a lot to learn before they could really uh, do the justice leap. Um, you know, and turn into greatness from uh, after they learned all that. So anyway, that's, you know, I have a good time writing. And um, now the backstory on Bat Masterson. Let's see, my dad called me and uh, I was visiting and he says, listen, uh, before I go, and I said, gosh, where are you going? You going to Florida to visit Heidi, my sister down there? And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are you going? <laughs> and he says, I am going, I'm, I'm 87. Where do you think I'm going? And I was like, well, I don't know. You're going to Texas? And he said, no. And I was like, because I'm in the red zone. I said, when did Cargo Falls start having zones? And he goes, that was stupid. I'm 87. And I was like, hey, now, watch who you're calling stupid now. <laughs> and he says, you know, uh, going to be with your mom. And I was like, oh, that, oh, that going somewhere. <laughs> he goes, now, you know, I love uh, Louis L'Amour and Zane Gray and all of that. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, I want you to write books like that and put me in them. And I was like, Dad, I've never even read one of those books. I hate cowboys and Indians. <laughs> I hate those kind of books. And he goes, no, no, that's what I want you to do. And, um, so you're going to put me in the books with Bat Masterson and Wider. There are a bunch of scoundrels and I don't want to be a scoundrel though. I was like, uh, okay. And so he hands me like 12 of the Zane Gray and uh, Louis L'Amour books. And he goes, here, read these. So you get a feeling of it. And then we'll talk about what I want to do, what I want to be in there, what character I want. I was like, oh, God help me. How do I tell him no? <laughs> <laughs> I said, Dad, I write kids' books. I had I had not done a, a real book. I call it a real book. This this was the first real book I did, and so for adults. And so he, um, so he kept bugging me. Have you read those books yet? Have you read those books yet? I was like, Oh my God, I've got to read the books. So I read like two of them, and so I made a point to bring both of them. Hand them to my dad. So here you have these back. I've read them. They're all the same. They basically say the same thing with just different names. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he goes, okay, so um, before I die, I want you to do one uh, and put me in it. And I was like, well, how much time do I have here? And he goes, well, who knows? I'm 87. Get busy writing. It's like, oh my God, okay, <laughs> all right. I love your father. So, <laughs> I got to do something else. But um, I did get this done before he passed away, and he did read it, and he loved it. And um, and so he goes, I want you to write those. Keep writing them. And I was like, oh, Dad, Dad? <laughs> can I write my kids' books now? And he goes, no. And so then yeah, he passed away in February, last February. And I kept thinking, gosh, I want to quit writing these stupid books. I just, and I go, okay, they're not stupid, but I want to quit writing this. And then, so I went to visit the, my dad, mom and dad's gravesite and took, took flowers and everything. 
<laughs> about a month ago when it was like, can I please quit writing these these books? Can I can I please release me, please? <laughs> and so I haven't felt released yet. So I guess I, I've got a couple more to write until I'm allowed to switch to something else. Although I don't know what else I would write except going back to kids' books. You could write about aliens. I know. I, I love. I love writing about aliens. Aliens are in most of my books. Uh, there's the Nordic race, the Alderman, uh, the Abalons, the um, the folks from Planet Lyra. All the planets I use are real planets, and so uh, and then the, the, there's the bad guys, um, and. Uh, those are the from Cause Two planet. They're a mining planet. Now I don't know if they. I don't know anything about it except it's you know on my sky, you know that sky swarm. Well, Pat's sky swarm. This is a sky watch and it has the whole you know galaxy and you can it points out different. Um, you can touch on the screen and it tells you what planet it is. Mm -hmm. Is so that's how I found all my planets. I just went outside touched on the screen and said, oh, good planet. I'm writing that down. <laughs> so. I'm sitting here looking at your, looking at Amazon. What's, yes. Uh, what's the stuff you've got on there? Very no. impressive list. It, uh, it is. It's, it's so scattered. I wish they put all my, oh, you probably, unless you type Beth, well, even if you type Beth Roos in Amazon, they don't always keep all the books together. Yeah, so, I type Beth Roos books and that's where yeah, I've come uh, up okay. with them. So Beverly, is that about Bev Grissom? Yes, that's a new book right here. As soon as I saw Brand that, spanking I new. As soon as I saw, and that's, saw uh, that, I thought, Bat Masterson and Wyatt Earp. So, sweet. yeah. Uh, What's yeah. a little background on that book? Since you said uh, it's a new book, it is brand new. Um, it was well, the last book I've had up. Uh, it is about Bev Grissom, who uh, is Dr. Motice's book wife, and. Um, she, uh, he's vice president of the Galactic Federation. Well, uh, they um, they ran into a problem with the bad guys in AI. Uh, AI has been wrecking havoc on the gal galaxy and taking over people because they know how to uh, take chips and download every part of the brain on a chip and they place them in AIs, which unless you know what you're looking for, you would think it was that person. So uh, in order to uh, get rid of a shipload of them, which included all of them as the AI, uh, they needed someone small to uh, climb into this, uh, into the garbage um, bin, which is very small, but it's vulnerable and you can just open it up on a spaceship. And so um, she crawled in with the help of a uh, Wyatt Earp and a Batmasters and to help her in leave this device to implode the uh, the spaceship and then she put an exterior device on that this this white um, background is actually a membrane technology that covers the ship and keeps all the debris contained so you know basically she understood the danger and the mysterious, you know, adventure this this would uh, take them on, and um, you know they 
they just continue to keep facing this ancient enemy who said that they were um, the gods, Olympus, Zeus, and all that. And they, they were not. They were uh, just aliens that they got entangled with and are in a deadly struggle to get away from. So, As far as the, uh, the, the adult books you've written, <clears throat> is there uh, any or have you done any that were actually sequels? Or have you ever all thought these, about it? Uh, yes. Uh, all of the ones with Red Penguin are uh, the Forest Guardian series. And then all of these uh, that I just showed you are, are all the Bat Masterson series. So, yeah. I, I haven't done any. Well, that's not true. Uh, Warrior Horse is independent. It, I mean, it's uh, a standalone. Uh, although I am going to do a sequel to this. I promised Bob Collins, who we went to school <laughs> with, I promised Bob I would do a sequel to this. So um, I just need to get his uh, other granddaughter or someone to be uh, stand with a horse and take a picture so I can Photoshop it, make it look great, and have a cover. Because I do all the covers. I've done all the covers of these books. Every cover I have done, every single one of Sweet. them. Photoshop is my friend. Oh, it always and is. <laughs> it's my a, friend. One of the best this programs is my I ever wrote. This one is my favorite. This is my favorite color uh, cover, Blue's War. It's about a blue alien species that is out to rule the galaxy. So this one is my favorite. It almost looks like it might have been inspired by, uh, um, what the hell was the name? Avatar. Avatar, yeah. Avatar, yes. I've had lots of people say that. The other one that, believe it or not, is the bestseller is Christmas in the Cuyahoga Valley. And as you can see, <laughs> it's about Bigfoot. <laughs> but it that is my bestseller. Yeah. So it's centered in the Cauga Valley, and um, uh, and it's about Bigfoot, and uh, he saves a little boy. So, so yeah, um, you had mentioned the uh, uh, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank again. Love <laughs> it. Oh, the train, uh, the Polar Express in the Cuyahoga Valley. Tell us a little more about that. Um, well, I did a book on it. Um, it's uh, the Scenic Railroad. Uh, it's uh, the railroad incident. And uh, the Galactic Federation was with Mr. Kozar. And he was uh, doing a dinner on the... As many of you may know, when uh, they do serve dinners on the Cog Valley Scenic Railroad. And uh, the uh, caterer is none other than Bernie Kozar's restaurant. So I, I wrote this into a book about, you know, how the president of the Galactic Federation got, uh, the, the train got hijacked and um, was holding people hostage. And, you know, the, the typical, uh, you know, thing that would have happened back in Bat Masterson's day only with modern technology. So, um, this is kind of off books, but, um, you, you kind of mentioned about other planets and also kind of your, 
views religiously, but do you believe there's actually life on other planets, or do you think that's kind of a more created conspiracy? Or do you feel Well, personally, I believe that there is life on other planets, but they are the fallen angels. That's okay. what I believe. So, uh, and I'm, you know, as are the millions of species here on this planet, there are, are a bazillion of uh, the fallen angels and the watchers that were kicked out of heaven. So you can just imagine how they number and I'm sure they've they've uh, reproduced on other planets because remember, they are smart like God. So they have that technology. They went with uh, left heaven with technology. So yeah, right or wrong, that's how I I see them as uh, fallen angels. Uh, like personally, with when it comes to that, I think there is life on other planets, um, because I I don't think God created the other planets just to take up space. So, right. like, there's a point, and I think that point is. There's life, maybe not on all of them, but some of them do have life. Some of them maybe don't, but the, maybe ju just because they can't find water on uh, other planets, maybe that planet's life has adjusted over years to live on something else. Right, and sense. there's not saying that all life is carbon-based. I mean, that's kind of arrogant for us to think that all life would be carbon-based. So there are maybe species that does not need water. They they live off of, as you say, something else because they're not carbon-based. Oh, yeah. Have you uh, exactly. have you seen any of the pictures from the uh, uh, the new telescope? That, the uh, Hubble, yes. The, no, oh, not the Hubble. Spectacular. The, the, of um, the web. The, the James, the, James Webb thing, yeah. Yeah. And yes, and they are spectacular. If you, if you couple that with what I heard this afternoon, which they're supposed to be from deep space, there comes a heartbeat. A heartbeat time. I, I, uh, you got to wonder, are we part of another being? Could there be? Yeah, this is pretty deep stuff here. And that's, I started thinking about this the other day. Could we actually be part of another being? Could be, we yeah. be a, could we be a molecule of that? Honestly, yes. I, I think it's definitely highly possible that we're part of another being and we just don't realize that. And there's, uh, I don't know how they'd, be able to research that but if they find a way to research that i think they would find yeah that we are somehow uh, a part of, of another being some of the uh, research that i've done in the past was on the uh, i had to write a paper on the god gene for college and uh, i decided to research it out and there does seem to exist a gene in the human uh, uh, makeup that is actually called the God gene, 
or they're calling the God gene, which they think is a, a direct relationship to the maker. You know, you put all this stuff together, you just start, you just kind of wonder, you know, could, could it actually be that we are part of another being? And hope that being doesn't, doesn't die very soon. <laughs> I mean, you think about that, you know, we could, of course, the whole planet would be, could be squashed in a heartbeat. But it's just it's interesting thoughts. Well, you know, I, you're Catholic, so that you know, and I've studied Catholicism, and uh, what um, you know, we're all created in His image. We're made from Him. So, is the heartbeat? We're hearing the heartbeat of God. That is a interesting theory there, or uh, question. Not my theory, answer but to question, that would be sorry. God only knows. <laughs> Yeah, good point. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> well, all I know is that, you know, with... But, but Pat's statement is true. Sorry it to cut true. you off, Pat. No, no, it is true. I, You know, I, I think, that it, you know, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it's just... It's just um, I don't want to be fooled by Project Bluebeam that the government has, you know, done where everything's going to be, we're going to get faked out because they're going to put it all holographic and we're going to think it's real and it's not. So that's what I don't want to get caught up in. Is is this real or is this Project Bluebeam? That's a good question. I do. It uh, seems like, oh, go, go, go ahead. ahead, Pat. You go oh. ahead. You're the uh, host, you go. Okay. It seems like everybody focuses on Mars. Why is that with your experience from NASA, if you're allowed to kind of say that? Why does it seem like Mars is the one planet everybody is looking at for secondary life form instead of kind of looking at everything in general? Well, actually, the government is looking more towards Venus because of Valiant Thor. Oh. Now, Valiant Thor supposedly came from Venus. He and shipmates uh, landed in Alexandria, Virginia, turned themselves into the cops who got him to the Pentagon. And he and his shipmates lived three years in the Pentagon. And, of course, that's where we got a lot of our technology is Valiant Thor shared a lot of the technology with us. However, the most important thing was peace and feeding and all this. And, you know, we had to agree to give up nuclear weapons and we wouldn't do it. So he left. So, so I would say Venus, there's a lot of looking at Venus uh, because of Valiant Thor. How long have they been looking at Venus? Because this is interestingly... Well, Val Valiant Thor came in the 50s. Uh, oh. He met, he met with um, Eisenhower. So, uh, you know, they've been looking at it for quite a while. And yes, they do look at Mars. And if you listen to um, some of the folks that do not care, they sign a non-disclosure and are now disclosing that uh, they're, uh, according to them, we've had colonies on Mars since 66. 
Excuse me. But with that, is the government going after those people who are I, I don't I don't know divulging? I, I don't well, know, but I know nothing. Let's just put okay. that way. I know nothing. Well, what's well I wasn't like trying to get you in trouble. <laughs> Please don't don't think I was what's trying to get down that everything, route. No, no. I'm just saying that if you okay. want to know anything, all you have to do is Google is your friend. Google yes. Mars in uh, 1966, and you'll find all sorts of information. Okay. Well, thanks for leading me in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. I'll definitely. And then uh, definitely, um, I would recommend that everyone um, Google Valiant Thor, T-H-O-R, and read about him. It's, it's a very interesting read. It's free on Kindle. So if you have Kindle, it's free. Uh, his book, or a book about him. Okay. That's good to know. Well, I'll definitely... Uh... Before we run too far out of time here, let's. Uh, I I do want to get her advertisements up, so let uh, so let's go with this uh, next. Oh yeah, and I have yeah, one other one my, that I got to put in. That's who my publisher is, Red Penguin. And uh, Beth is available on uh, Red Penguin Books. I'll, I'm going to put another one up here, but it's going to take me a second to put it in there. Okay. Uh, the White House Code is if you like. Um, uh, Dan Brown's book, like the Da Vinci Code, and that you would you'll like the White House Code. We also have before we wrap up, we have one more book trailer to do, and that's the. Let me make sure I'm reading it right. My the phone red dress. The red dress, yeah. Oh yeah, and look, there's a there is a, the pink poodle. Toodles the pink poodle, my favorite kids book. And of course, this is all on Amazon, as yeah. I did up there in the in the top. You just put in Beth Ruth's books, and that'll uh, that'll show up all these. And I discounted all the books this week, so every book, well, except for Red Pink ones, I I can't discount theirs, but all my other books are discounted. So, like I did see at the top there, you have uh, Grandma Mabel Rescues Pearl. It's a dollar sixty. Where could you get a brand new book for a dollar sixty? Uh, I think Toodles the Pink Poodles three dollars and twenty cents. So I've discounted all of them. Most of the books are what four dollars and eighty eight cents. So you know now's the time. It will only be good until next Friday. Well, that's cool. Pat, can we put that in the uh, uh, show description so people can? Yeah, I, I can or... put the links to both of these in there. Okay, cool. To, to the Amazon thing. Before we wrap up, let's uh, get into the red dress. Um, I think that with that trailer was pretty long, so we can probably just yeah. do a couple minutes of it. Yeah. And then we'll dump okay. out of it. That's My bad eye. Oh, is, is that the one with the music video I did with Snow? I uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's that. I did a music video around Special Red Dress with the girls who sang uh, one of the songs in the uh, film called Snow. And we filmed it at Brandywine, and of course, it didn't snow. 
It was middle of winter. It was so disappointing. Oh, I didn't realize how long that was. Oh, yeah. I think what we can do is I'll put uh, we'll put the Amazon link in. Anybody that's watching, if you want in more information about Beth, we'll uh, make sure we get all our information. Uh, the link to Amazon and uh, mm -hmm. the link to the link to Vimeo, so you can see some of some of the videos that we've done. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Uh, we'll get all that in the uh, in the uh, show information. Okay, sounds good. You want to run a couple minutes of this uh, red dress thing? Yeah, let's do it. All right, uh, we'll be back uh, in a couple minutes to wrap it up. You're listening and watching the uh, Buckeye Time on Crooked River Radio. This is North Pole Radio, Santa here. Coming up next, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. <laughs> it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It's North Pole, it always looks like Christmas. Everywhere you better believe it. You go. Well, it's at my house. I Take got that one thing. Hey, why don't we listen to the radio? You think again. we could afford a TV up Candy here? Yeah. And, lanes and gingerbread. Yeah, man. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Toys in every store. Oh, and a leather jacket. <laughs> but the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be. Who's Holly? She's a teacher, I think. One in the park as well. The sturdy kind that doesn't mind the snow. Do they get any other stations here? Yeah. Why aren't they playing like Freebirds? <laughs> Soon the bells will start. And the thing that will make them ring is the carol that you sing right within your heart. Right within. Oh. Wonderful wish, Elf Rachel. And that's more in Mother Nature's area. <laughs> Blizzard, we already know what you want. Oh, this is such a special wish. I just know that Mrs. Claus will want to read this. I know, I know, I know this is the one. Gosh, I hope Mrs. Claus is at home. I must take this to her at once. All right, I hate to boo cut out of that, but that's good. Um, that'll at least give them an idea on what's what's there. Um, Eric, I'll go ahead and let you, let you wrap it up. I'll I'll take the final final, and uh, we'll go ahead and uh, um, get the fuck on out of here. My my usual uh, wrap up is not a good fit for tonight. So, um, quick promos. Let's do that first. Um, Saturday morning, 
from 11 to noon is Four Guys on Sports with Sean, Gordon, Nate, and Pat. Um, Sunday, uh, Tales of the Lore Hunters with Beth and Pat. And uh, Radioactive. What? I said, boy, Pat gets around, don't he? He does. <laughs> a little bit. Um, but uh, uh, Sunday from 7 to 9 is radioactive. Most likely I won't be on this week, Pat, so just know that All in right. advance. Um, and then... Um, uh, World According to Elmer. That's it. It's Tuesday from, uh, 7 to 8 p.m. with Jerry and Pat. Jerry Sorensen. Yeah. And, uh, that, um, that podcast last week was probably one of the best ones we did. If you get a chance and you want to watch something pretty cool as far as, even though it's tech amateur radio related, I actually talked to the space station. Um, by the way, I threw their uh, uh, ham radio repeater. That was pretty cool. And then we did a segment on uh, what it's like to for the astronauts to be up there and talk back. Pretty good segment, or pretty, actually pretty good shows. Get a chance to look it up. I think that's yeah. going to about wrap it. Uh, quick, uh, again, as I said at the beginning of the show, check out all of the shows on uh, Spreaker, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podbean. Uh, Podbean. That's the, what I forgot earlier. Alexa. Uh, thank you. That was what I was about to say. So, uh, if, go ahead. I was going to say at the top right hand corner is a drop down box. If you click that box and follow you can follow buckeye times tales to the war hunter and crooked river radio and all all of his uh all the podcasts on crooked river so it's in a drop down down box when you first log on click on that and uh follow us oh also we're on twitch you can watch us live or anytime um uh so we're there too but with that i want to thank beth so much for joining thank you for having me you're welcome you guys are always fun hey, thank you um, for taking the time dear it's nice to see you and we'll see you again sunday <laughs> so with that i want to say thank you everybody for listening and have a great rest of your week talk to you next week you're not gonna do get the puck out of here <laughs> nah oh, come not on, today eric. come on eric <laughs> Okay. You can do it. You can do it. Y'all encouraged me. I just didn't think it fit tonight's show. But as the saying goes, it's time to be like a hockey player and get the puck out of here. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh!
This has been a Crooked River Media production. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.